It's a great pleasure to welcome Fed Group to this episode of What's Next. Fed Group is a diversified financial services group offering a range of financial products across investments, long-term insurance, lending, and fiduciary services, augmented with complementary non-financial products and services that add greater value to their clients and their partners. It's a great pleasure to welcome Grant Field, the group Chief Executive Officer at Fed Group, and uh, really nice to see you again, Grant. Uh, we, you and I, uh, touched base uh, many, many years ago. I remember being involved in your in your Honey Investments, and uh, I've just been watching your organization grow with with great pride. I mean, you guys have done some extraordinary things, and uh, you put your money where your mouth was, and people at the time thought. What are these guys doing investing in blueberries and honey and that sort of thing? Are they crazy? But look at what's happening right now. It's really good to see you. How have you been? Yeah, Aki, thank you very much for having me uh, on this podcast. And yeah, I've been very, very well. Uh, uh, life has been interesting the last few years. And I, I certainly consider myself quite fortunate. Uh, love my job. Love what we're doing. Feel like we're making a difference and all really well. Well, you certainly are. And we're going to be talking about how capitalizing on the sustainability trend, as I introduced there, can positively impact the investments landscape. Um, and, and, and absolutely, when you look at what's happening out there and you look at, uh, you know, global warming and, you know, the demand for certain crops, lately there's been a global awakening and awareness around ESG and sustainable investing. Grant, paint a picture for us of this particular growing trend that you saw many years ago and why it should be an interest to investors. Yeah, Aki, I think that um, what we saw a number of years ago uh, was predictions. We, we, we predicted what we thought might happen in the world. And uh, I think that the, the most simple thing for us was we, we recognized that the world uh, always needs a roof over their head in some or other fashion. They always need energy. Uh, they always need food. And, uh, and so as we looked at the landscape at the time, we believed that uh, too many uh, funds, too many investments were so far away from the actual what's happening on the ground. Uh, funds invest in funds and funds invest in funds that invest in funds. And you have this layered approach of everyone investing into something that's quite hard to actually comprehend what you're doing. And so really what we, what we try to do is to say, well, ultimately this money has to flow into a real economy. Ultimately, people need to make this money do something. Uh, and so that's really where the, the, the initial idea started from. It was actually less around sustainability initially and just recognizing that you have to invest in the real world. Uh, and then th as we started to look at things, we, we, we looked at various assets we could perhaps get involved in. And I always loved the idea of solar. Uh, solar being uh, a, a panel that's manufactured, you stick it in the sun, and it generates electricity for 20 to 25 years. And something about that was just really appealing, that uh, you, you're you doing something that you pay out once, and it almost becomes this annuity that comes back and back. Um, and so at its most simple base, we just believed in uh, sticking to our knitting, which is being uh, very involved in actual assets. But then we looked at the trends, the technology trends were everything from peer-to-peer, -peer, IoT, uh, machine learning, blockchain. These were technology trends. Uh, and at the same time, there were, there were societal trends and there were sort of what the world is starting to look like. And sustainability was something that, that was just so obvious. I mean, you, one has to... 
one has to ultimately invest in things that are sustainable. Otherwise, there's nothing left. Um, and uh, that, that by itself is a, is a long philosophical uh, conversation. But uh, we believe that, for example, a pension fund in South Africa should have some exposure to South Africa, for example. Uh, if you're not investing in South Africa, you are ultimately investing in something that's not sustainable. So, so yes, uh, sustainability is not just about green and and agri and, and solar and green energy, etc. But it's really around any investment, what is its future? And if you're investing in something that's killing your future, well, what sense does that make? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well put. And 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 uh, and I mean, you guys have been investing in solar for a long time. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's almost, uh, if not over a decade. Am I wrong? Am I right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's, it, yeah, so I think uh, formally, uh, formally, it's almost a decade. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, solar's, why, I'm, why I'm mentioning this is that you saw the opportunity so long ago. And solar's been around for a while, but it's really become very sexy now with all the challenges that we're facing with energy. And, you know, people are discovering what you discovered many years ago, saying there's sun, there's solar panels. It's a, it's a no-brainer, right? Um, when you look yes, at the opportunities yes. in sustainable investing, Grant, what do the numbers say, and how how have investors responded to that particular opportunity? Yeah, Aki, I, I think that the, the the benefit of some of the crisis that we're facing at the moment is you certainly don't have to sit and try and convince people why solar is a good idea these days. The negative, of course, is that suddenly everyone's in it and everyone considers himself an expert and uh, thinks that all you have to do is put a panel down and it just works. Um, I think that sustainable investments uh, don't necessarily mean passive investments. It doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, put down a panel and it'll just look after itself or plant a seed and it'll just work. Um, in fact, it's quite the opposite. The, these, these investments, you want to be really close to the action. You really want to understand what's going on. So... I remember when we first walked into a, uh, we, we built this impact farming platform uh, where essentially a client would come along and, uh, along and buy an asset, uh, a beehive, a, a solar panel, uh, just an asset, a pistachio tree, a macadamia tree, whatever it is, you buy that asset. And, um, and then they make the returns from it. And because they're so close to the action, they, 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 they're very, there's just not layers upon layers upon layers. And I remember then going to an asset management uh, company and presenting what we were doing. And uh, the asset managers just sort of said, well, we, we can earn much more in equities. Um, and of course, that has not played out. The numbers uh, over the last seven years in terms of these funds, we're beating most things. And so that, that for me is, that's what the numbers are saying. The numbers are saying that uh, these are quite stable uh, types of products. They, they, they do go up and down, good weather, bad weather, uh, import, export prices, etc. But over time, uh, these are real assets that people need in their lives, and therefore they give real returns. So the numbers have been doing really well, and uh, more and more investors are uh, um, recognizing you don't have to sacrifice returns in order to get... Uh, 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 it doesn't. If you don't have to sacrifice your returns if you're going into sustainable. If you go into the right sustainable assets and they're closely monitored, they can give you excellent returns. Well, I wish I'd listened to you with macadamia nuts because <laughs> you look at uh, where we are as the world's biggest producer and exporter of macadamia nuts, um, and um, you look at the rand dollar exchange rate, and 
you look at the price of macadamia nuts and you look at the yields. Why didn't it listen to you, Grant? Uh, do, do, do and, invest- and, and I think... Yeah? Yeah, so, so I think what's interesting is that uh, these class of assets uh, also are a natural rand hedge. So because so much yes. is exported, uh, you, you, you've got something that's a bit of a rand hedge. Uh, it's also a diversification strategy. So we're not for a second suggesting that everyone goes and puts 100% of their money into macadamias, for example. Yes, yes. Uh, you want to put your money into diverse assets, uh, of which equities are a large portion of that. But, but what are you doing to diversify your portfolio? And, and there is less and less diversity out there. Almost mm-hmm. everything is sentiment-driven, sentiment, sentiment driven. whereas these alternate assets are, are almost counter-cyclical. They, 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 they're a natural hedge, as I say. Um, yes. And so, um, and, 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 you know, if you go through our impact farming platform, you're going into an asset directly, good weather, bad weather. You, you feel what's going on. You, you're much more closely tied to the real action. But, of course, we've also built funds around these. Uh, where you've got uh, more smoothing effects, et cetera. It's a space where our advisors play. So, you know, we, we still believe in good financial advice. And so uh, a, an advisor can come along and give that advice on a, on a sustainable fund, et cetera, and where it fits in terms of someone's portfolio. But yeah. the returns have been good. No, they certainly have. The, the question is, and just like your, 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 your fund manager that you spoke about earlier, who said, oh, we get better returns and bloody, 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 blah. Do investors really care about saving the world? Um, and, and I want to ask you this from your point of view, because I know from, and, and this is just Aki speaking, I do care about saving the world. Uh, whether I want to accompany that with an investment, yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, it does It does sound and make good financial sense to me. But aren't they more concerned with making a better return on the investment? And you've proven that in many cases they don't. And isn't there a compromise between doing good and doing well financially? You know, Aki, I think that um, humans by nature often don't look too far into the future. We, we're very much about the here and now and, and, and what am I going to get right now? And so for a lot of people, they are quite disconnected from making a bad decision today and what that might mean for your future. And... Um, we're, we're involved in a number of projects, as I say, hands-on. We, we, our, our advisory looks very different to many other asset managers. We've got CAs, we've got lawyers, we've got actuaries, uh, the normal type of uh, job titles you expect. But we've also got agronomists, farmers, uh, uh, beekeepers on our advisory board. So we, we really start to understand those assets. And what we've recognized is people are just so far removed they don't know what's actually going on. It, 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 it's a little bit theoretical. But if you walk down to a beach that's polluted by plastic to the point where there's almost signs that look like there's nuclear waste there that you can't touch it, you suddenly are shocked into realizing that it doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter how well off you are. If there's no future, it doesn't matter what, what, how much of these resources you've got. But I think that the, the cherry on the top here is that you don't actually just have to take a future view. The, the assets that we're investing in are doing incredibly well today. And so it just isn't a choice you have to make. You don't have to say, do I want to invest in, in, in something that's green and good or do I want to invest in, in something that makes me money? Uh, those can come together. Uh, but you do need specialists. So this is one of the problems with all these 
solar fly-by-nights that are out there and suddenly everyone getting in the the ESG craze, kind of a stamp that you put on any product and, and there's nothing uh, much too different about it. We monitor our assets. Uh, so we're a high-tech business behind the scenes, Internet of Things and machine learning behind the scenes, helping us really understand within 15 minutes, we know where the solar is performing on every single solar panel uh, in our entire ecosystem. We know whether farms are getting too hot or too cold. It is a high-tech operation allowing us to ensure that assets are performing. So just because something's green doesn't mean you don't get a return, mm. but just because something's green doesn't mean it passively looks after itself. You need asset managers who are experts in that space. And, and absolutely, and, and to your point, I mean, by optimizing what you're talking about, understanding what everything's doing, you're probably getting a, a higher yield um, from the solar panels, from the farms, because you you can say, well, if it's too hot, we need to do something about it. If there's going to be no rain forecast, we need to do something about it. So you, you're maximizing the return on the investment that you've made there. But the reality is as well, Grant, is that there's a lot of players in the industry at the moment, and everyone's jumping on this trend. You saw this opportunity many, many years ago. Um, and... And I just want to know that how does Fed Group's approach differ from everyone else? How are you guys doing things differently? Obviously, you've got a massive head start with all of your experience, but what other factors come into play? Yeah, so I, I think that, um, first of all, uh, we're probably more diversified than most. So we're not just, for example, in solar. We, we've we got a, a very broad offering. And so even within this alternate space, we've got a, diver a diverse investment offering. And uh, and so one day when you're getting too much rain and perhaps a crop is not as good as, as you would like it to be, uh, well, it just so happens that uh, another crop in another area is doing particularly well. So right. you get a good spread of old-fashioned investment principles, diversification, uh, and these sort of principles. So I think that's probably one of the, the primary areas where, we, where we're a bit different. The second area is, um, even if I read some of the sort of sustainable conferences that are coming up or, or, or a lot of the work that's being done in this space, a lot of it is very theoretical. Um, it, 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 it highlights a lot of the problems, but the actual execution on deploying solutions that make a difference um, is very different, very different and very difficult. So in a lot of our areas, we are not using just old fashioned principles uh, that everyone thinks are true. It's very scientific and the learnings that we're getting uh, are, are, are literally increasing our yields, etc. So it's actually very data driven. Uh, I think that's what's we, we're in an era now where Internet of Things allows you to get cheap access to data. And machine learning allows you to do cheap analysis of data. And you combine those together and you start to question age-old thoughts around how farming should be done, uh, around uh, wh when energy should be used, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. as you understand your ecosystem that much better and you make these improvements, um, also the intersection is that we're not just in solar. Uh, if you look at a single crop, uh, you go to that uh, single crop and they very often will need bees, for example, they do need bees. Um, and so we have beekeeping experts who are coming along and helping with the pollination. Uh, and, and we're doing it very differently to how others are doing it as well. Um, so in, in, in the real world, uh, often uh, people who specialize in beekeeping services will take a hive and they'll go and get a second hive, put honey in the second hive, go to the farm and deliver to be, uh, beehives 
and they'll both look busy because they've got lots of bees around them. But the one has got a genuine hive and the other one, the bees are just going and collecting honey from the hive. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you think you're going to be pollinating properly, but you're not. Now, these are the types of things that we're adding in terms of expertise. In terms of, it's not, we're not just lending money to farmers. We are getting really involved in, at a grassroots level. Um, each of these farms then needs solar. With the cost of energy and the like, they need solar. Uh, and again, we're not using uh, people that we don't know. In our ecosystem, we have energy experts. We have beekeeping experts. We have agronomists. We've got this this vast range of interconnected skills. And we're no longer looking at just a single, uh, single uh, sort of silo uh, vision. It's this broad approach to unlocking value uh, in this broader ecosystem and then sharing that value with our investors, with our farmers, with the landowners, uh, really just adding extra value that wasn't there before. Okay, no, it makes perfect sense. I mean, we touched on it earlier, how this all came about. Um, and I wonder if you can just tell that story again, because it's such a great story. You, you've got such extensive experience in this particular space, which started off with its first of its kind amazing product called Impact Farming, as we've been talking about. How did it all begin, Grant? Um, and and, and, and how, how it's been received and how it's all been going. When you look back 10 years uh, and, and by the sounds of it, there's, there's nothing that you will change about the journey. You've learned a lot about this particular journey, but just take us through where it yeah. started and where the ideas came from. Yeah, Aki, I think uh, I've been in the industry for uh, most of my life, uh, but I've always been uh, big into tech. I've loved technology. Uh, I love what it enables. I love, uh, you know, just, just anything technology-wise, I, I love it. And when I got involved in Fed Group, uh, we were, uh, I think, a, a fairly modern type of company, but we weren't break. We were we weren't the most modern. We certainly weren't the most innovative, etc. And um, and really just walked into a room one day and said, "I want to build a product that looks like Uber, but for financial services. Um, I want to break the model of our old-fashioned businesses." And we literally came up through a whole lot of different ideas and. Uh, and, and wrote down the, the trends, as I say, what were the technology trends, what were the social trends, et cetera, and really got to the point where we wanted to build a peer-to-peer platform where anyone could come along uh, and participate in an e- on an equal level. And as I say, the very first version was solar panels. It's the very first thing we launched up there is it solar panels. You could come along and buy one solar panel. It would be placed on a third party's roof. You didn't have to have the roof. And another person would use the power, that's the, that's the person, the tenant and the like that's paying for the power. Uh, and and uh, this whole ecosystem came together. Um, but it was really difficult. You know, we, we need the ability to measure electricity uh, right down to, 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 to the, you know, what's coming in from the grid. How much is, is, is it, are we generating? How much is the tenant using? Because uh, there's multiple tenants, there's multiple panels. So we have uh, 220,000 assets that we monitor uh, at the moment. So that's literally 220,000 individual assets that we, we're looking after. We allow someone to come into the platform uh, and in this impact farming space, they can buy a, a product for a couple of hundred rand. We don't charge bank fees. We don't charge any fees to that investor at all. So also revolutionizing that and recognizing why should we be charging fees on both sides? We will we will earn our money uh, when we when we lend that to the farmers. Um, and uh, yeah, and then from there we we wanted a product that was cheaper than a solar panel. We bought in blueberries. I think we bought them at three hundred rand at the time. Uh, it's now two hundred and fifty rand. 
So for 250 Rand, you can come onto the platform, you can buy a single, you can buy a single blueberry bush, for example, no fees, and make a return that's way above what you can earn uh, in, in, in many, many other assets. And certainly less volatile. It's not up and down, up and down. Uh, the assets are insured. So if there's a fire or, you know, the whole thing, the whole orchard goes out or gets taken out, that's all insured. Uh, but you are still a virtual farmer. So if, if we've got a good crop, you do better. If it's a bad crop, you do worse. Uh, if you if if um, we're exporting a product and and there's a problem at the ports, you feel it a bit. So you get this very real journey of being a farmer. Mm. And then uh, we've had we've had as I say, clients have come on with a couple of hundred rand. We've had clients have come on with millions of rands through an app. It, it amazes me. Yes. Guys come online and they buy in the middle of the night, a couple of million rands worth of this product. Um, and then for uh, institutions and the like, uh, people wanting a more traditional vehicle, we've got these, you know, so the, the, these very formalized financial services side where you can come into an endowment, for example, for tax purposes. You can get, uh, it's called old-fashioned financial advice. And we, we're really big in that. I mean, if, you, if you're putting lots of money and get proper advice and, and, and learn how that should be structured, et cetera. And uh, yeah, and institutions, Brilliant. institutions, asset managers, pension funds, they all get into this capability, which is that every 15 minutes we're watching these assets uh, and we critically look at them with experts and we unlock more than capital. We go in there with the right experts and we, our farms perform better than their peers because there's not just a, a macadamia farmer, but there's a macadamia farmer talking to a moringa farmer, talking to... Uh, just the way in which various different crops interact with each other, beehive, solar, etc. Yeah, it's a, it's a formula, and you bring that expertise the farmers won't have, and that's why you're doing so well with this. How have you used this experience in impact farming to bring other impact investment offerings to the market? Because you're obviously researching the whole time, and you're looking at opportunities to see what's coming up, what is in demand, where is that maximum return on investment? How are you doing all this? Well, I think the uh, most businesses say it, but they don't always stop and think what it really means. Is that a, a business is is people, system, and process, uh, and, uh, and 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 people are central to any business. And over the last decade, we've we've built expertise in terms of the people that are that are with us. Uh, we, we we have literally the dream team who goes in there and fully understands. You know, every one of these farms, et cetera, that we get involved in, we've got a team literally looking at what's going on. We've got engineers who who understand energy in detail, the, the engineering designs, et cetera. We've got, uh, we've got machine learning experts who understand how to analyze data and find trends, et cetera. And, 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 and really this, this group of people that we've got um, have, have built systems over the last 15 years or so that uh, are specialized as well. And uh, our, our system looks after every interaction of every client, um, whether whether it be the temperature uh, on, on, a, on a site, whether it be um, a, a debit or credit, uh, whether it be a phone call, every sing single interaction of every single client in our world is on a single system that looks after all of it. And then, of course, there's process. And, and so mm -hmm. having done that, we now apply this quite complex formula to every single application. So we get applications every single day people wanting uh, different assets to, to launch into our platform. We carefully assess them and uh, we add, you know, one or two of those a quarter. 
uh, a, a year, you know, just depending. Some are big investments, some are small. Mm-hmm. And we've now got a nice array. We've got uh, a couple of assets that we've invested in that are not on the platform yet. So we also always take them through a, a, a learning first. So we never put anything on the platform day one and say, oh, well, we don't know how this is going to do. We we go in and we check it and we, you know, it's it's still a it's still an asset that we, we try and be very careful and uh, conservative and try to make sure people understand it. Can you make a loss? Of course, it's an investment. Um, we don't want people to make a loss and therefore we try to take this very, very careful approach, making sure it's a, a safe investment for our investors. Yeah, you talk about the risk and I mean, the, the, there's obviously a risk return trade-off, right, in sustainable investing, particularly for investors, but you, it sounds like you diversify the investment as well. And also, what, what are some of those steps you've taken to mitigate those risks when you start to collaborate with your impact investing partners? Because, you know, you've obviously tweaked the process. And as you said, now you've, you've, um, you test, you, you test future investments. So there in itself, you're mitigating risks and you're streamlining the process. So you know what you're going to expect, but you guys know your stuff and you, you've got a lot of detail and, and therefore you have a better understanding of those potential risks, right? For your investors. Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, first of all, as I say, uh, there's geographical risk, you know, so you you want to diversify your investments across various areas of the country, uh, you know, for example, uh, there's there's always going to be weather risk, there's always going to, these are fundamental risks that are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we build those into our models, uh, you know, we, we, we fundamentally understand uh, the types of risk that you expect in these and you, and you build them in. Um, Two years ago, we on top of COVID, we had two one in one hundred year frost events, for example. Now, you know the, the, these are the types of things that you have, but our models have stood up. They, the, the, you know, it's it's very seldom that you'll get something that will wipe out all trees forever. Like it, it, it might just give you one bad crop, for example. So, so over time, these assets typically do relatively well. And, um, but I think more important is. Every asset that we bring onto our platform, we make sure that we have step-in rights and number two, that we'd be willing to step in. And so that just means that if something goes wrong, we don't have to run and, and hide and you know, we'd be quite prepared to stick in an expert team that we've got and we'll take over those farming operations while we get them right and get, get someone else farming them. So you know, we're not blindly going into assets we don't understand. We have a deep knowledge of every one of these investments um, we, we, we're not just, we're not just looking at the numbers, but we're not just looking at the pH, uh, and, 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 um, uh, electric, uh, what's it called? Um, the EC of the soil. Uh, it's not one or the other. Uh, so often you've got uh, people who understand this one world and, and, and run into cash flow problems. So often you've got people who understand the cash flow and the numbers, but don't really understand the fundamentals. We've really married those worlds together, recognizing you have to have uh, that unified approach. Absolutely fascinating. Um, and, and it's just great to see uh, the investments that you guys are making, Grant. And uh, uh, good luck going into the future. You're certainly understanding this business and the sustainability that's happening out there and those uh, the, those farming methods. Uh, it's just brilliant to watch um, and, and, and invest in. Um, and I love the fact that you can do it via an app and you can see the return on your investment in real time, which is absolutely brilliant. Grant Field, who is the Group Chief Executive Officer at Fed Group, thank you for joining us on What's Next. Aki, thank you very much.